This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, March 23rd, wherever and however you're connected, Always great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who yells at me after every show. Sometimes enjoy. His name is Jerem Jordan. Yeah, it's very exciting. So yesterday, Shaylee Gonzalez and Kaylee Smila were kind of like screaming at each other. I think we need to replicate this. Okay, ready? Okay, let's do it. All right, how we do? Is that how we do? Does that look the same? (laughs) Yes or no? Yes? Yes? Okay, sweet. It's hard to replicate the emotion yeah, of that yeah. moment. Yeah, like sometimes in Studio B, big win for the ladies. We'll break it down. But uh, sometimes people go, "Hey, oh, you do play by play? Can you do some play by play?" I'm like, "No, I I can't. Like, I'm not. I don't. I, I haven't prepared um, names and content. I can't. I don't just make it up. Like, I'm not a fantasy novelist. <laughs> I'm a describer of actual things that happen in front of me. Yeah, that's like, hey, uh, give me an excerpt uh, from your new book that's coming up. And you're like... You're like, why don't uh, you read it? I, why don't you buy it Okay, and read it down at Single Book and Tape? I've got an excerpt for you yeah. from our show lineup today featuring the new standard for BYU men's basketball. Has it actually changed from just making the NCAA tournament, we'll discuss. BYU women's basketball now has two NCAA tournament wins in the last three years, the most recent in upset fashion as the 11 seed over Rutgers. Senior guard Paisley Johnson will join us to review a <laughs> wild comeback victory and preview the next upset bid. But hey, our social team put out that uh, our version versus their version already. That's very fast. <laughs> Kyle and Ashley, nice job upstairs. Well done. (laughs) Asking you shall receive. Also on the show, the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Gymnast of the Year, Abby Minor Alder. New rankings for multiple BYU teams, and it's a game day for the BYU Batcats. We're like Abby Major Alder, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Women's hoops upsets Rutgers in the NCAA tournament 69-66 as the 11-seed Cougars top 6-seed Scarlet Knights Paisley Harding. 28 points. BYU exploded for 28 as well in the fourth quarter. How about that? Shaylee Gonzalez scored 17. Lauren Gustin, 15th double-double of the season. The three of them combined to sit out two minutes of the game. They played like the whole game. Cougars play number three Arizona Wednesday at 7 Eastern. We call this the Barcelo Bowl on ESPNU. Radio coverage on the BYU Cougars app and 107.9 FM locally as well. BYU spring football continues. Head coach Kalani Satake spoke yesterday about the Undisclosed injury of sophomore defensive back Micah Harper, who is currently out for the remainder of spring ball, and the team's plan for Harper's eventual return. What the plan would be going into it, because he was a a true freshman and started for us, the plan would be for him to uh, make a comeback and then we'll utilize, definitely utilize the four games that he will be able to redshirt with, and then we'll see how his progress um, gets from that from then on. Always nice to have the option of playing four games and holding on to that redshirt. So he's still technically a freshman, I guess. At some point, he will be a sophomore. Yeah. But That's maybe a, after four games this season. Massive bummer because because Micah Harper, to me, is one of the rising stars on that defense. He was the only freshman that really uh, played a ton last year. So that is a bummer, man. Hopefully he uh, gets better soon. 
BYU announces the Pro Day participants for this Friday from 12 to 2 Eastern right here on BYU Sports Nation and BYU TV. They are Zane Anderson, Matt Bushman, Brady Christensen, Zach Daw, Brackenell Bakri, Kavik Fonua, Chandon Herring, Tristan Hodge, Isaiah Kafusi, Dax Milne, Kyrus Tunga, Troy Warner, Chris Wilcox, and Zach Wilson. That's a load of talent right there. Pretty good. Uh, former, They would be ranked uh, you know, 17th in the preseason poll. Former Cougs who will be attending Pro Day because COVID restricted them last year. Isaiah Armstrong, Aleva Hifo, Bachelor Johnson the Fourth, Austin Lee, Micah Simon, and Bo Tan. Okay. Talk to those guys. Yeah, it's nice to have those guys finally get the opportunity. Right. And the Underwear Olympics, again, will be live on BYU Sports Nation <laughs> Friday, 12 to 2. All right. 12th-ranked BYU women's gymnastics will compete in the Morgantown Regional of the approaching NCAA Gymnastics Championships. The Cougars will compete on April 2nd against number 5 Cal, number 27 Ohio State, and number 28 Towson. The top two teams on that first day advance to the regional finals on April 3rd. If you survive that, then you're into the yeah. Elite Eight. Then you got to be, yeah, the top two of that, yeah. Okay, men's volleyball stays number two in the ABCA poll. Will Stanley is also the off-the-block national setter of the week. Also, the BYU Sports Nation National Center of the Week. Crazy. And Davide Gardini is the MPSF Offensive Player of the Week as well. BYU women's volleyball remains at number 15 in the latest AVCA coaches poll. Sophomore setter Whitney Bauer named the WCC Offensive Player of the Week. After her fourth double-double in a row, senior Kennedy Eschenberg named the WCC Defensive Player of the Week. She totaled 11 blocks over the last seven days. Baseball's home openers tonight, Utah Valley, 6 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio 107.9 FM and the BYU Cougars app. Big one because last year BYU only played one home game. Second home game in the last 34 if you include today's game. Yeah, in two years. That is unbelievable. Michaela Coulihan of BYU Women's Soccer named the National Player of the Week by College Soccer News has scored eight goals this season including three in just the last week. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Two years into the Mark Pope era, BYU basketball has very quickly made it uh, apparent that they are an NCAA tournament-caliber team. They were pacing for a six-seed before COVID shut things down in early 2020. BYU earned an actual six-seed in 2021, though they lost to UCLA. So with that backdrop, Jeremy, I asked this question. Two years in, with Mark Pope as the head coach, what is the new standard for BYU basketball? It's to make the tourney more often. Uh, two for two so far, right? I, I don't expect BYU to make the tourney every year. I think that's pretty silly. Um, but two out of four would be awesome. Two out of four would be awesome. But right now it's two for two. Uh, rallied the troops around a really talented group last year. Injected a new look group with transfers. And that um, you know best locker room in America the last two years. Created another single-digit seed, and that was fantastic. I don't expect BYU to be in the tourney every year or a single-digit seed every year because, again, if you're not in a Power 6 league, getting in at-large is really hard. So what BYU did the first year is fantastic, amazing, overachieving, frankly. Pretty awesome, right, to go from no NIT to would-be 6 seed before the pandemic. And then this year to get back in the tourney at all, let alone a 6 seed, was awesome. Now, the standard isn't necessarily to go and win. Um, historically, BYU is 5-14 is and 14 in the first round. So you look at... Um, that, that is since 1987 when the tournament expanded to 64. So if you take, uh, you know, Jimmer, so a Jimmerless BYU, um, you know, has, has won three times uh, in the first round. It's just hard. I do wish, though, that BYU could do it, or Roberts and Abilene Christian did, 
and like just chalk the world. BYU's been pretty chalky historically. So if eight nine's not an upset, but seven ten is, and to me it is. Although the NCAA says you have to be a five seed difference to be an upset. So six over an eleven. That, that feels or sorry, an eleven over a six. Really weird. Um, since eighty seven, BYU only has one upset where it was a lower seed and upset a higher seed. So the standard for BYU basketball is play great ball, win a bunch of games, and go to the tourney. I hope that it can get in the future to the point where we're like, okay, we expect to get a win there uh, somewhat often. Right now, that's not the case based on the actual numbers. Um, hoping is different than what's actually happening, right? Um, but hope, hopefully, BYU can continue to go to the tourney regularly. Again, every year is unrealistic. Um, but when BYU goes, that they win a little more often. I was hoping this year would be, yes, BYU's been chalky historically, therefore win this game. Unfortunately, it didn't happen, but... There's a lot of joy in the journey in getting to the dance. I know right now we're fresh off of a loss Saturday, but winning in the NCAA tournament's hard. It really, it, BYU's not Gonzaga. Gonzaga's gone to six straight Sweet 16s. No one else has done that in the last six years. Like, that's unbelievable. I know there are fans out there that say, hey, it wasn't too long ago that BYU from 2010 to 2012 was going every year and winning games every season. Mm. Because BYU won one in 2010. Yep. Then they won two in 2011. Good to have the National Player of the Year. And they won the first four game in 2012. First four, would, that's a even, yeah, good even matchup. If BYU's in the first four every year, yeah, I'm like, you should win more often. Counts as a unit if you win a game. Right. I'm talking traditional first round. So Dave like Rose. you didn't barely get in and you didn't play an even game. At the yeah. pinnacle of the Dave Rose era from 2010 to 2012, BYU had a winning tournament record. Four and three, seven games in that three-year span. Yeah. But again, that's the out pinnacle. Some losses too. That's the pinnacle. That. Yeah. Sure. I'm just talking yeah. about that three-year span. Yeah, yeah. That where I felt like BYU was at its strongest. Yeah. yeah. Under yeah. Dave Rose. Absolutely. When you have the National Player of the Year, you should be pretty good. So, what will the pinnacle be for BYU men's basketball under Mark Pope? Is it something that we are experiencing right now, where BYU back-to-back was a six seed or a projected six seed? Speaking technically, maybe. But if BYU is pacing as a six seed, and they've done so in back-to-back years, you're supposed to win that first-round game, right? Yeah, and I wish we had last year to go off of because I think if we have last year and, let's say, BYU won two games and went to the Sweet 16, the narrative's very different. Instead, right now, it's like what I'm saying is, oh, BYU doesn't really win the NCAA tournament. It's, it's just hard. Well, and your standard is just getting to the tournament two out of every four years. Uh, I would accept that. So you're saying that because BYU has paced or – actually made the tournament two years in a row, you'd be okay with a two-year break? No, but that's what it is. What I want and what it is are different. See, and I feel like the standard under Mark Pope, because of what BYU has done in his first two years, has shifted. Like, BYU, I feel like, should make the tournament 80% of the time, probably four out of five years. It's pretty aggressive given the numbers that are low for at-large teams that aren't in Power 6. It's an, it's an aggressive mindset. And right now it's easy to say that because it's happened the first two years, but are we going to give Mark Pope an off year or two? Are we? That's what I'm That's saying. What I'm saying. Four, four like, out of five would like, give him an off year. I thought this year would be an off year, yeah. Four out of five is awesome. Like St. Mary's is not making it at that level, and St. Mary's has been a, a go-to-the-tourney very often team, more often than BYU the last six or seven years, right? So it's high standard, and I, we definitely have high standards here at BYU <laughs> off and on the court. And there are some people out there, quite a few I would venture, that say, no, it's not about just getting in the tournament. BYU's got to win in the tournament. That's where the standard needs to be. Oh, well, yeah, needs to be, sure. 
But the expect like aspiring to the, something the expectation, is different than what you do. Okay, has is the let's clear let's clarify something. Expectations are different than than standards. Okay, those are two different yeah, conversations. Yeah. Like God wants you to try and be as perfect as possible, but that's not what you're actually going to do. Expectations and standards are two different things yeah. as it relates to pretty much everything. But ask a people, lot of the bishops in the area. About but I that. think people confuse those two as kind of the same thing. <laughs> They're not the same. Oh well, no. BYU's got to get the tournament and win. And they got to win now. No. I, and listen, one year blows this all up. Like, my, my frustration w- with BYU hoops is that BYU is good but not great. But, and I love the good. I love the good. There's joy in that journey. It's very fun. I love to win. I love to smash Utah by 18 this year. I love to beat Utah State and Logan. All that's awesome. It's great. I uh, love to beat St. Mary's twice by double digits. It's awesome. love to get to the WCC title game. It's all great. It, it just This happened with BYU football a little bit. Um, under Bronco Mendenhall, where it, it was like, oh, did BYU peak at the 10 and 11 win seasons and top 15, but never actually cracked the BCS or New Year's Six, right? Um, so enjoy the good. I'm hoping BYU can have a season that is like, you really remember. Like, why can't BYU be Oral Roberts or Abilene Christian and have gotten through? Like, it's a little frustrating to see programs that aren't as good as BYU win those individual matchups, not once, but twice. And we sit here and go, oh, so if we don't have Jimmer for that, we can't win two games in the tourney. Shoot. Um, that's a little frustrating. Yeah. Do we have to settle for that, though, as the collective fan base? Is... No, do whatever you want. Right? Yeah. There's no collective. Uh, we all, we, all those in favor of BYU standard being <laughs> that they just make it, uh, please make it manifest. Like, that's not a thing, right? Yeah. What's the standard? What's the expectation? The standard of truth has been erected. They're not related. Our question of the day asks you this. Two years into the Mark Pope era, what is your new standard for BYU basketball? Jerem says two tournaments every four years. I say four tournaments every five years based on what I think Mark Pope is capable of. Let's hear from you, BYU. I'm not saying he's not capable of I'm that. Just ex- I'm not saying you're not. Okay. This isn't about you. This is my opinion about yes. four and five. That's it. Nothing yeah. more, nothing but, less. But it's, you make it sound like I no, don't I'm think he's capable. No, I'm not trying to speak for you. I'm okay. not trying to speak for you. Let's hear from you, BYU Sports Nation and Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. Dan Smith on Twitter. He is the best representative of any BYU fan to speak right now. <laughs> Dan Smith. Yes. BYU. NCAA tournament appearance and at least one big transfer from the portal. Okay, so getting to the tournament and getting one big transfer every season. I hope so. Uh, I would argue Alec, uh, BYU's two for two in that, if not three for three. Alex Barcelo was a big transfer. Right, Jake Toulson was a huge transfer. Okay, four for four. So BYU got two each year. Do we expect two again? Because that's what I'm telling you. That's what it took for BYU to get to the NCAA tournament each year. Was you had to have big transfers. To me, yeah, I'm not sure that one is enough. Maybe BYU needs two again. Well, maybe BYU already has two if Mark Pope can re-recruit Brandon Averett and Alex Barcelo. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the two are already in place. Right. Yes, they transfer from not playing to back to BYU. <laughs> Dylan McGregor on Instagram. I think the standard should be the tournament, and the goal should be at least the second round. Again, uh, aspiring, yeah. What, going, BYU's not going to go to the NCAA tournament every year. Um, it, and, and listen, do, do you want to keep Mark Pope long-term? Then you have to have some off years. Does that make sense? Like, if BYU keeps going to the tourney, he's going to go somewhere else. 
Like, he'll be too valuable of a commodity. Does losing in the first round as a six seed count as a step in the direction of keeping Mark Pope? Well, if I'm, if I'm uh, you know, a mid-level power team, and we, but we've struggled to get to the NCAA tournament, I look at BYU's Mark Pope and I go, oh, back-to-back top 25s, back-to-back six seeds? Hmm. Enthusiasm yeah. unknown to man. Like, he's a great hire somewhere. The stock, stock is certainly For BYU not. to keep Mark Pope, they can't be too good. That's what I'm saying. Unless you're Gonzaga and Mark Few. He, it's, it, it's different there, yeah. I, I, like, Mark Pope is a BYU guy now, but he wasn't a BYU guy, right? I, I think if the Kentucky job opened up and it pays $4 million a year or whatever, like, it's hard to keep a guy like Mark Pope. So you want to be amazing, but the cost is that you lose people. So I, but I would be okay with that because you get the amazing season. I want okay. that. Yep. Okay. All right, hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Okay, coming up, does BYU's strength of Sweet 16 schedule make you feel better about this? <laughs> Maybe. And BYU women's basketball is hoping to make the actual Sweet 16. And knocked off Rutgers, they're going to need to take down Arizona. Paisley Harding joins us with the game plan next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch Zach Wilson and the other BYU Cougars as they work out for NFL scouts on Pro Day this Friday to our edition of BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and the app starting at 12 and then ending at 2 Eastern. Can't wait for it. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. We are not 24 hours removed from arguably... This young lady's biggest game ever as a BYU Cougar. Paisley Harding on BYU women's basketball. Joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline after just an unforgettable performance. Paisley, congratulations first and foremost to you and BYU women's basketball in advancing to the second round. Thank you. We are so excited to go on. I can imagine so. BYU was the last team in, according to the bracket. So what does it mean to you and the team to win a game like that and validate the committee's decision to include you in the tournament? It feels so good. Um, I know there's a couple of people that didn't really think we deserved it, but being able to show them that we are that elite team and we do deserve and we are among the great teams to be a part of this pro- or to be a part of this tournament. Like we deserve to be here and, I don't know, winning this game really did show that, not only to um, those committee members, but I think the rest of the teams in the tournament. Were you as excited to win the game as you were as excited to get into the tournament? (laughs) Um, I was was so excited to get into the tournament. Um, That was such a thrilling emotion. I've never felt something like that, so... Um, I think getting into it was is going to be something I remember like forever, but winning that game was right up there with that feeling. Paisley Harding with us on BYU Sports Nation. You and the Cougars trailed by 12 points in the third quarter, Paisley. What changed in that moment to not panic and in turn go on a run to get back in and eventually win the game? Yeah, I didn't even know that we were down 12 Um but I, I wasn't really worried. I think the first half, we all came into the locker room and we're like, we need to stop playing scared. We're playing scared. We're acting as if like 
we're shocked that these guys are good. Like, no, like, let's stop doing that. Take your open shots when you have them. Attack when you have a lane. Like, let's let's start playing our game again. Um, and I think everyone just was so ready to come out and play that third quarter, especially after they went on that run. So we all just, like, I, I didn't feel doubt in anybody's, like, emotions, their demeanor at all. I mean, I knew we were going to win the game. We kept on making stops that were crucial on the defensive end and started making plays on the offensive end from everyone on the court. So, I don't know. It, it, there's no way we couldn't win that game. 28 points in this one. Uh, an incredible performance. Perhaps your best game as a Cougar. What was it like to help your team in that particular way in this game? It feels amazing to be able to work so hard all season, your whole life at a sport, and then be able to perform at the highest, like most important time of the season is such a great, um, like feeling experience. Like I'm so happy I'm able to do that for my team, but also do that for myself and, I'm all about writing history this last year of my senior year and the next year I'll continue to hopefully do that. But writing history means so much to me. And I think like me being able to put my fingerprints on that is just all I can ask for. Paisley Harding had 28 points in BYU's tournament opening win over Rutgers yesterday. She's with us on BYU Sports Nation. At what point did you feel like, hey, I'm I'm having a pretty good game? Or are you so in the zone you're not paying attention to that? Um, I, at our practice, we were able to practice three times down here before that game. Um, and two of them were at in a convention center. And then the last one was there at Texas state. And I just had a great practice. I felt really comfortable in that gym. And so, um, I was super excited to get on that court and continue like that mojo over there. So, um, I don't know the whole game. I, I the WCC tournament and then this um, tournament now, I just felt very focused and relaxed. Like I haven't been like showing too much of that, like excitement during the game, which is kind of interesting, like from me, but I don't know. I don't, I think um, it just shows like my focus towards the game and um, just trying to stay like in, in my role, but for sure, like they gave me so many opportunities um, to score with, uh, I don't know, their transition D wasn't the best. They didn't really help much. So I, I was able to use my skills that I've practiced like my whole career and just really um, go out and play. And Paisley, this was your greatest nine turnover game as well, right? <laughs> Yeah, that was a double-double turnover. You made up for it in lots of places. And in the end, it's just about winning, right? So it comes down to free throws at the end. You made some clutch free throws. Shaylee made a bunch of clutch free throws. In those moments, what is it like? Because you have to stay in that moment because the season's on the line. If you miss a few, and they may, you may end it, but you guys were clutch at the free throw line. Um, it's so funny, but... Um, talking about that practice earlier, Jetty is like, Shaylee Paisley, go shoot some free throws, like trying to get us comfortable in that gym. And so me and Shay are over there shooting our free throws. And so during that game, her and I are both pretty good free throw shooters. So I, I had no 
um, doubt that we're going to put those in, um, especially in like those moments. Cause both of us have been in moments where free throws have really like either tied the game or put us ahead. Um, she's such a veteran player, only being a sophomore, only playing two seasons so far that I, I had I had so much confidence in her. I have so much conf- confidence, confidence in her as a teammate, as a fan, like as a friend. And, um, she really won us that game, being able to hit those free throws and bring the ball up with Maria. It, it was really, it was really such an all around team effort yesterday with Tegan, with Sarah, with Laura, seriously, with everyone just getting every part of their role. Perfect. It was such a fun game to play. I have to admit that you and Shaylee produce some of our most memorable moments when we see these pictures of you screaming in each other's faces at the height of excitement. Uh, what are those moments like when you're just yelling at each other and that's it? Yeah, it's kind of funny, huh? Like you don't really see women like getting kind of that emotion. I don't know. It's very, it's a very fun moment for me, but it's just natural when it comes to my team. And I, I love embracing Shaylee in those moments because I know all the hard work she puts in and it's just fun to celebrate with your team. I don't know. It's, it's fun. I love, I love hugging my teammates in those moments after like a timeout or something. It's awesome. It's a great, it's a great feeling. When we have a great show, we do the same thing so we can relate. We're embracing. Ah, yeah. ah, we're going to win a regional Emmy maybe. Ah. Like yes. we, we, we know the feeling like it's very similar. So just a couple you know, just athletes talking here. Um, Arizona on Wednesday, the three seed uh, at seven Eastern. Obviously, you guys will dig into that a little bit more, but last night you guys got in a lift. Let's talk about that for a sec. Uh, the weight room got better. That's good. We did get better. Yeah, that was – that was it. the weight room looked very nice. Um, the new and improved one, it was all tricked out um, white with blue lights, great for the Cougar Nation. Um, I don't know. It was very pretty. There's a lot that needs to be done um, within the NCAA, but I mean, the improvements are being made hopefully, but yeah, it was, it was good. We got a lift in say in our routine. Cause as a team, we do lift two times a week, um, even with season going on three times in the off season. So it was good to get in there. And I know Steven, our weights coach was Excited for us to get in there too. He loves he loves what he does. You you played thirty nine minutes and and uh, let's see if a few of you played thirty nine. Lauren played thirty nine. Shayla played forty. Uh, Tegan played thirty one. So yeah, just a full NCAA tournament game season online. Then get a lift in. You know, just yep. all the energy <laughs> in the world, right? <laughs> really, yeah. I I think all of us are feeling good um, and excited. The energy that this tournament brings our team and I'm sure brings other teams just kind of pushes you through the whole, the whole thing. Paisley, let's push ahead to Arizona. Now the three seed, they're a high pressure team. They make teams uncomfortable, create a lot of turnovers and like to kind of put you on your heels. What else do you know about the Wildcats at this point? Um, they have players that do, um, just about everything. And their point guard is such a quick girl. She is going to get by just about anyone. So 
um, transition is definitely going to be key, I think, for us in this next um, game. I do know Bendu. Bendu, um, I played against her in AAU, and she is such a baller. She is so fun to play against. Um, and so she's a starter for Arizona. So it'll be it'll be fun to play against her, see her out on the court again. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to play Arizona. It's kind of funny. This tournament reminds me of the last one I was in with um, my sophomore year run, playing a super athletic team and then playing a Pac-12 team in the second round. So, I don't know, hopefully the outcome is different this time and we get to go on to the Sweet 16 Um but we'll see how it goes. I don't know. Arizona's a really great team, and I think it'll be a good challenge for us. Well, let's do our part before we let you go and give you some BYU Sports Nation karma to go and use yourself, distribute to your teammates, whatever you want to do with it. Awesome. Thank you. And then here's a surprise for you guys. Oh, snap. <laughs> is, that me? is that me interviewing Lee? Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> In like oh seven, yeah, something like that. Let's see. Were you like seven years old in those seven? Uh, I think it was nine. But nine. nine. Okay. Paisley was yeah. all of nine years old when that picture. What, was what a wonderful surprise! <laughs> you look good, Paisley. That alone. That looks, alone. I look skinnier. Just punctuates why you and Connor need to be the number one power couple on campus at BYU. That right there. That right there. (laughs) That's that's the thing. Not the the 28 points. Nope. The attention to detail right there. That takes it next level. Listen, you'll find some other gems on YouTube as well. (laughs) There's a lot there. There's a lot there. Paisley, congratulations again. We look forward to watching you and the Cougars play Arizona tomorrow. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Paisley Harding on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show out. Yeah, I think that was a cougar conversation I did with Lee for True Blue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that is and so this good. Is a football. That is so good. Okay, coming up, the MRGC Gymnast of the Year, Abby Minor Alder, joins the program as Cougars prepare for region. And whittling down the BYU quarterbacks. That's the plan for Kalani Satake. Right now, this is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Jacob Wilk and the BYU baseball team hosts Utah Valley tonight on a three-game win streak. BYU TV app, BYU Radio 107.9 FM, and the BYU Cougars app as well. Home opener, let's go, baby. I'll be on the call with Gary Scheide. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. This is BYU Sports Nation. You know what time it is. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Lonnie Sytek says the QB depth chart is getting closer to being figured out. We still have three more practices. You know, we finished the one today, and then we still have uh, three more, including the one on Friday. And so I think we'll, we'll see how it works with those three and and uh, try to whittle it down. Because I think we're going to need to get more reps to the guys that can compete for it. And um, that'll, that'll happen probably at the end of this week. What say ye about this? I'm all right with whittling things down just a little bit. Um, I don't know that BYU needs to have like a distinguished depth chart going into the summer. I kind of want it to be wide open so that these guys push themselves 
mentally, physically harder than maybe they would otherwise over the summer, knowing that, well, I'm, I'm just going to be the third string. You know, I, I want this competition to remain mostly wide open over the summer. I think the fourth guy needs to know he's the fourth guy. And if that's Soljay Mayava, I think he needs to know. And then, and then it's like, okay, do I stick around or do I not? Um, hopefully he does, but it's hard to keep four good quarterbacks. It's hard to keep three good quarterbacks. I think BYU's got a spoiled, awesome room right Yeah, now. and BYU has needed multiple good quarterbacks for the majority of independents. So stick around, guys. When it doesn't, <laughs> yeah, when it doesn't go well, you need, yeah, injury or ineptitude. All right, BYU's quarterback situation very much in flux because of the departure of Zach Wilson. Speaking of, the New York Jets just signed wide receiver Corey Davis, who revealed in his press conference that he signed with the understanding that Sam Darnold will be the Jets' starting quarterback. What? What does this mean for Zach Wilson in the approaching draft? Maybe they'll take Penny Sewell, uh, left tackle from Oregon. Um, so interesting. It doesn't mean everything, but it, it's is it a... Uh, you know, tipping the hand a little bit. I feel like the Jets, if this is like reality, they would be silly not to trade the pick and try and stockpile some picks for future years. Or just go back a little bit later in the first round of two. Get get rid of the number two pick and enhance your draft that way. If you don't want a quarterback and you're you're you know settling on Darnold, then give yourself multiple picks either this year or future years. Arnold isn't going to take you to the playoffs. You're the Jets. Sorry. Who's the off-the-radar guy you're most interested in seeing at Pro Day this Friday? Oh, boy. Off-the-radar guy. Because it feels like everybody's been on the radar based on what BYU did this past season. It's probably going to be somebody that is coming back from last year. Or Matt Bushman. So I'd say either Matt Bushman or a guy like Micah Simon. I want to see what those guys are doing and hoping to do at Pro Day. To me, it's Chris Wilcox running the 40. Hmm. Because Chris Wilcox has some Michael Davis. And so it could be really interesting. Is he a starter in the NFL? I don't know. That'd be awesome. But I think he'll get a look based on his skills the last two years. He's been really, really good. Okay. Didn't play in the bowl game, remember, because he wanted to get ready for this day. I like that pick, Chris Wilcox. He, I think he qualifies as off the radar. And then, yeah, every, but Matt Bushman's Matt, off of everyone's radar. Matt Bushman is the guy I'm watching play. Close. Yeah, honey hands, man. Someone tweeted last night. They like, they said he's going to make a, a clown out of the out of these scouts or whatever. Great hands, right? And he catches everything. The Kansas City Star is reporting that Daniel Sorensen, a free agent who's not drafted, has now made a home in the NFL. And the Kansas City Chiefs are close to finalizing a one-year deal for Dirty Dan's return to KC. Will Daniel Sorensen end up playing the entirety of his career with the Chiefs? He could. They really like him. He's been awesome. Um, I don't see why not. I would love for that, for Daniel's security, his family situation. But the NFL is so volatile. I'm just looking at Kyle Van Noy's situation. Okay, like he, he, he went to South Beach. Contract he was thought, too big. Oh, you're going to be in South Danny, Beach for a Danny while. You're pretty good. Doesn't have the same problem as that, which is too big of a deal. I still feel like the, the volatility of the NFL just as a business. It's, it's hard for a player to be in one place an entire career. JJ Watt for crying out. We thought he was going to be a Texan forever. He's gone now. It's too big of a name. Yep. Damn, too big man. of a contract. Five of BYU's men's hoops, seven losses were to a team in the Sweet 16. Three to Gonzaga, one USC, one UCLA. Is this a badge of honor? No. Did BYU hang a banner? No. (laughs) I mean, it's like, yeah, okay, BYU lost to some really good teams that ended up being Sweet 16 teams. Great. Uh, Helped one of those, by the way, become a Sweet 16 team. Yeah. 
that's the thing. Maybe we overlooked that UCLA matchup. It was just a bad matchup for BYU. Credit to Mick Cronin and the Bruins. It might have been a good matchup and just didn't play well enough on that day. But eh, that's no, the thing. I wanted BYU to play it's not, well. It's not a bad one. If you play well or even okay and lose, whatever. They just didn't play to what they're capable of. Tell me all the games that BYU lost in the past where you're like, well, the teams were good. No, we didn't. That's no, not, that's no, no badge of honor. Okay, just merit badges. Come up. Uh, coming up. Top five Tuesday featuring Paisley Harding's moments, not including showing old pictures of them. Plus, the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Gymnast of the Year, Abby Minor Alder, joins us live to preview regionals for the 12th-ranked Cougars. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hunter, Ava, Rissa Paulson, and BYU softball host 17-4 Stanford tomorrow night, 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. It's the home opener for the softball a massive week of sports on campus at BYU. Welcome Nine back. on TV. <laughs> Nine. The BYU Sports Nation Record. live from Studio B. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Gymnast of the Year. Her name is Abby Miner Alder, a leader for the Cougars. Abby, congratulations on that award. How did you find out that you were the MRGC Gymnast of the Year? I actually didn't find out until we were at the meet. So I had no clue. I forgot they were going to do the awards. So it's definitely a little bit of a surprise. Were you? Were I was excited. You, yeah, I was going to say, were you surprised? Were you like, yes, I've worked hard. Give me the trophy. Like, what, what was that moment? <laughs> no, I just, I was super excited because a couple years or last year before everything happened, it had been my best year in a while. And I maybe had like the hope of it, but then obviously it didn't happen. So it was, it was really fun to get it this year. I'm really exciting. Yeah, a well-deserved individual honor. Your team has been on a consistent rise over the tenure of your career at BYU, now ranked number 12 in the country, headed to West Virginia and the Morgantown Regional in the approaching NCAA championships. How do you feel about the draw, the seed, and the matchup with Cal, among others, in Morgantown? Yeah, I feel like we got one of the best deals. We have a really good shot, obviously, at making it to day two, which we haven't made in a long time. And then I think even then, like, it's anybody's meet, really, because you never know. Championships for a lot of other teams went really differently. So I think we have a really good shot at making nationals this year. And the opportunity for this group is exciting because the last few years, this this program has taken a, a step in the right direction, right? Going from, like, a team in the 20s or even 30 sometimes all the way up to uh, competing near the top 10. So what will it take to get over the hump and get to the championships? Because that would be a notable accomplishment. Yeah, that's one thing that we've talked about a lot this year is my coaches keep saying, like, we want to finish in the top 10. And I think our biggest thing is we've had really good meets and we're really consistent this year. But I think the thing that will help us the most is we still haven't had a meet where everyone has hit perfectly. Like, we haven't had one meet where everyone has done exactly what they could do. So as long as we do that going forward, I think we have a really good shot. Abby Miner Alder with us on BYU Sports Nation. From the time you arrived on campus to this point, what has propelled BYU Gymnastics to rise as a team that was just making regionals and happy to do so to now a team that's nationally seeded and pushing for a top 10? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if there's one specific thing that has made us so much better, but I think more than anything, it's just kind of been a confidence thing where people – wanted 
wanted to be recognized and wanted to just get better. And I think as a team, we've just improved over the years to the point where we're pushing other teams and people didn't really expect it. And so now we just get to keep going and hope to get higher and higher. You're going to Morgantown, West Virginia. Will you buy a Davy Crockett hat? <laughs> no, maybe. Maybe at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> have you been to West Virginia? I have not. Not before. I've been to Washington, D.C., which isn't too far. But. Yeah. Culturally a little different. Um, yeah. Walk, walk us through the March Madness element of this uh, with gymnastics, which is kind of fun. Um, so they, they do a bracket. Basically, the top 36 teams get to go to regionals. They do a play-in to determine the 36 team. And then that will be on Thursday. We compete Friday, and they have two sessions of four teams each. And then the top two teams from each session get to compete on Saturday. And then the top two of those teams get to go to nationals. So at nationals, there ends up being eight teams because there's four different regional sites. And getting there would, is kind of what we were talking about, right? So is it hard to go, and you guys come in Friday, um, is it hard to go back-to-back days? you got to be at your best on back-to-back days? Yeah, that's something that Guard has worked with us a lot this year. He actually, before one of our home meets, they did like an, an inner squad the day before because he wanted us to practice for what it would be like at regionals. Mm. So. Abby Miner-Alder with us on BYU Sports Nation. Jeremy and I have really admired the way that BYU athletics as a whole has worked through this pandemic and figured out ways to train and really gain an advantage over teams that were not able to be on campus. How much of that played into your preparation and why you have taken the next step and are now the number 12 team in the country? Uh, Yeah, I think that was our biggest thing is we had, we had over three months off. So that was a big deal for a lot of time to take off because it's not really a sport that you can just go practice somewhere else. We can't go run outside and it's not the same thing, but I think that kind of the way we approached it this season is guard just told us we are lucky to be competing. We're lucky to have a season. So let's just go out there and have fun because a lot of teams don't get the opportunity to do that. So I think just the aspect of being able to just go out there and do what we love and to just do our best this year has really helped us a lot because we know that a lot of people didn't get that opportunity and I think it's helped us become better okay so let me clarify you had three months off so uh where other teams were on campus and competing in the gym the gymnastics team was not uh competing as much is that right oh no so just within the beginning of quarantine so we stopped in March and didn't come back till the end of June and then obviously we've had Teammates test positive, and at the beginning, everyone had to stop. So we've had a couple two-week periods, but not since then. You know your teammates' floor exercises um, to the point where you guys are, you know, rooting them on on the side. Could you perform anyone else's? Uh, I could probably do Joe's. And (laughs) actually, I could probably do most of them. (laughs) You see them... (laughs) at least like three or four times a week for years. So yeah, I think they're so fun though. And and the Napoleon dynamite one who did that one again. Yeah, that's Joe. Jordan Joe. Danbury, yeah, she's, yeah. She's you can do awesome. that one. Like, like the awkward <laughs> dancing and the whole deal. 
yeah, I definitely wouldn't do it justice. She's definitely better at it, but it's so fun. It's her personality perfectly. Yeah, if you haven't seen Jordan Matthews do the Napoleon Dynamite routine, you need to do that right now. It's somewhere on the social medias for it's sure. on the internet. Yes. Uh, Abby, before you go, uh, can, again, congratulations. Let's give you some karma for your approaching meet. And uh, Get that hat. Do you have any parting advice to uh, the young, the young up-and-comers? I mean, this senior class is pretty fantastic. What would you say to the younger gymnasts trying to maintain this level? I would just say enjoy every moment because it really does go by faster than you think. I was excited to be done, and now I'm a little bit sad because it's come so fast. So just learn to enjoy the moments and be grateful for the opportunities. Great stuff. Abby, thanks for the time. Congratulations, and uh, we look forward to watching you compete. Thank you so much. Abby Minor Alder on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Really hope she brings back a hat. I just think that. Davy Crockett hat. <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> I need to go watch the West Virginia when tourism Bo- video Boney, from Boney Fuller. Boney Fuller in 2016. <laughs> I showed it to the countdown and kickoff crowd before. I said, is, is anyone here from West Virginia? And I go, okay. And someone goes, I'm from Maryland. I go, okay, good. You don't want to be from West Virginia. All right, we're going to watch this. West we Virginia. Go. West Virginia. Coming up. Today's Rise and Shadow. Plus the top five Paisley Harding moments at BYU on Top 5 Tuesday. This is BYU Sports Nation. Sister was a West Virginia This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Download the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Bring on Top 5 Tuesday, presented by Delta Airlines. Following her huge game yesterday, we review the top five moments from Paisley Harding's BYU career. We only have time for five. In the 2019 WCC semifinals at number five against Pepperdine, Harding draws a charge, flips over, onto her feet, and on to the WCC championship. Now, yelling's a thing for her, okay? She's, look at how far she slides and flips up. It's fantastic. Tricep power right there. Right on, the, on the flex. Again, the yell in the teammate's face. I believe it was, ah. Love it so much. Tournament tournament edition of Paisley is something else. Yeah, turn, tourney Paisley. Rewind to February 20th of 2020 at number four. Harding becomes the 31st player in BYU women's basketball history to reach the 1,000-point mark. She does so on a free throw at Santa Clara. Oh, I love All part of a 28-point night. The best part was the celebration in the locker room. As she is doused in water. What do they call this? Splash Mountain, Jerem? What? At Disneyland? <laughs> that we, what? <laughs> Number three. In the 2019 West Coast Conference Championship game, Harding helped the Cougs knock off the Zags 82-68. Punched the ticket to the big dance. She had 19, made three threes, five assists, and four blocks. Good it's so grief. weird to see fans in the stands like this still. I, I, I miss it. I miss it so much. Just the energy that that provides. Yeah. All right, number two, rewind to just over a month ago. February 18th of 2021, Harding Clutch. Big part of sealing the Cougars' five-point upset win over 16th-ranked Gonzaga with that tough finish, giving the Cougars a three-point lead with 13 seconds left. BYU got the win they needed, and uh, on the resume, Jerem, they were the last team in the tournament 
This is the win that got them in. And Gonzaga lost, by the way, yesterday. To, to Belmont. Belmont. Yes. Uh, 5-12. So uh, down goes Zach. Uh, the men uh, did not lose. Uh, they're not going to lose in this tournament. And the number one moment for Paisley Harding. Yesterday, she delivered one of her best games to Cougar. One of her biggest games. 69-66 upset over 60 Rutgers. 28 points on four made threes. Went 8 of 10 from the line. Scored 9 points in the fourth quarter. And as we talked to her about, had nine turnovers. She said, I was going for the double-double with the turnover. 28 points, <laughs> helping erase a 12-point deficit in the second half. I wish the men's team would have I know, I know. Women, the women go to the tourney, and, and like every other one, they win a game. It's great. I'm looking for the men to get to that. The standard is to win in the tournament for the women. Yes. Our question of the day. Two years into the Mark Pope era, what is the new standard for BYU basketball? In response, our Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort doesn't necessarily answer the question of the day, but it definitely is an elite response. We were talking about this and Mark Pope. Lauren J. Smith says, Jeremy and Spencer sound like a married couple arguing over what each other said and what they meant by what they said. What I meant that you said and missed. I'm not saying you're saying this. That you said that. Yeah. True. Allison Cap does actually answer the question and says, B-L-R-A and Elevator Rescues. Best locker room in America. Yes. Everything else will fall into place. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> I think no pun, falls. Why don't you say just pun intended? I, yeah. I think it's fun. Today's rise and shout outs presented by Mountain America Credit Union guiding you forward. I want to give it to Jeff Judkins and Absolutely. BYU Women's Basketball collectively. They've done amazing things. Uh, that win yesterday was what we all needed after a disappointing weekend. I love winning. Yes. Awesome. Our thanks to today's guests, Paisley Johnson-Harding and Abby Miner-Alder. Sorry to Dennis Pitto. We ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUF. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Brogan Evanson. We'll see you tonight for BYU Baseball on the app. Six Eastern, four Mountain. You can listen to that on uh, the BYU Radio app as well. Go Cougs. You want to hang out for baseball? Yeah, dude. You know it, man. Okay, man. Let's go.